0: Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see you today. I hope you're enjoying this cold, chilly, yet sunny morning. Cold,
1: uh, chilly, but yeah, sorry.
0: It's cold, <laughs> that chilly. That's a lot of adjectives. <laughs> that's, why got, that's why I got a six in English. <laughs> um, so I'm Mass, as you all know. I'm very, very interested in ideas, topics. I'm just a very curious mind. So I'm really into learning anything, really. Um, we have our co-host here.
1: Yo, I'm Ash. I, I love,
0: I love brioche.
1: <laughs> brioche <laughs> bread is really nice. Brioche is good, man. Brioche yeah, yeah. and... Uh, Especially with some tea in it. Definitely. Uh, sometimes in the summer, mm. or last summer, I would uh, grab some brioche bread, some a pint of milk, and sit in the park and just eat it, because it just felt nice. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed the sun radiating on my skin. So. Oh, that felt yeah, good. again, that like good, good skin cancer, isn't
0: it? Uh, I'm, in, yeah, getting the vitamin <laughs> D. It's good for everything. Of course. And the bones. Um, yeah, so welcome back to You, Me and a Cup of Tea, where we discuss positive news, have interesting, heavy discussions in a light-hearted manner, and interview inspiring individuals. We've got a few new things here, so we have this little message of the day thing. But what it basically says is, "Inspire them, be a hero, and that's basically our topic for today. is how to become an everyday hero. Are you going to tell them like okay, the whole engineering? That that, do you want to point out that that's meant to be an exclamation oh, mark? The, I yeah, mean, yeah, they like, might yeah. not know. We need to give
1: credit to our guest. Yeah, I oh, yeah, guess Alicia.
0: But you can find out about jumped that. Jumped on a bit. it. What yeah. <laughs> that credibility. <laughs> but yeah, this is an exclamation mark. That is an exclamation know. mark. So, yeah, uh, we are joined by a lovely guest here uh, mm. Alicia. She studies French, psychology, Spanish, and she's an aspiring linguist who hopes to go to Oxford to study linguistics with Spanish. She's an extremely intelligent girl. And uh, you know, thanks a lot of some- words. Someone I'm really <laughs> proud to call a friend of mine.
2: Yeah. Oh, you flatter me. Oh, okay, blushing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to wanna give? A,
0: do you want to give an interesting fact about yourself, Alicia? <laughs>
2: <laughs> bold bold <laughs> of you to assume there are interesting facts about me. To be honest,
0: uh, I think you're pretty interesting.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. Mm-hmm. I never get this many compliments from them. Honestly, I'm enjoying this work last <laughs> Oh right, <yeah. laughs> it's, 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 it's All of us That's cl- exactly. <laughs> 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 We're fake.
1: <laughs> oh, that was really loud.
2: They're actually awful people. <coughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> you
1: don't right. need to lie. We, you know it's the truth. You <laughs> appreciate that. Fair All enough. Right. It's just Massam's charming smile that just gets, gets he's, he's allows us man. to get us by. I can't speak English today. This I might is just why start. I, I might leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I might just start speaking Bengali.
2: Please do not. I feel like of the ali- that's alienating <laughs> our viewers. Oh right. my gosh. Yeah. All right.
0: We live in England, man. We should speak one language, <laughs> right? And that's American.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. All right, so yeah. the first. So okay. we got this bell as well. Oh my god, that's Jake's. This is actually. This, we're gonna go off a tangent to explain what this is, but this is basically to stop us from going off on a tangent. But <laughs> no, we just did. Uh, wow, well, and then you just love Inception. All right, so it was a good movie. <sighs> Our first article for today is a very nice one. I like it. Oreos are now releasing a new product called Oreo Most Stuff. So we know that there's double stuff, and then there's a mega stuff in America apparently, but now there's a most stuff. And basically, it's like the thickest filling, yeah. If you like that filling, you know when you twist it and you lick it, yeah? (laughs) Now, yeah, (laughs) uh, you're just going to have to lick it. You can't even twist it because it's just so much in there. That's exactly it. And and what's really cool about it is it's mainly for the people who like
1: the classic Oreo cream. So... For people who don't like the classic Oreo cream might be slightly disappointed. But for the people who do like Oreo cream, it is the mega stuff. It is gonna be on the shelf twenty nineteen on the on the Yeah, in twenty nineteen it's gonna come out. Don't know what month specifically yet, but they did say that it's gonna come out in two thousand and nineteen. So keep your eyes out for that Oreo. We are not a sponsor, but we just really we, love Oreos. Yeah, we love really love Oreos. I feel
2: and like I, you guys should have been paid for saying this. Like you should have been sponsored.
1: To be honest, it is positive news from my perspective cuz it's just like even though it's going to probably cause a lot more diabetes for individuals, but it's good stuff. At least you're going to die happy. It's
0: double, st- oh, no, it's not double.
1: It's most stuff. Most stuff. That's you're going to get the most out of all right, a lot of sugar being injected into your blood and your insulin failing, but it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And now this is the most stuff
0: for our next story. Is this is a bit more bit more I don't know actually, on the same level lot too. Single-use plastic is going to be banned by the EU, and now it depends on how you view this. Maybe you're one of the guys who are like, "Oh, you know, I love, I love killing the Earth," and this might be bad for you. But ha! for for people who are pro environmental, you know, environmental consciousness, it's a consciousness. Pl- environment,
1: consciousness, environmental conscious, who's environmentally conscious?
0: That's the one. Thank you, man. You always correct me. Thank you, man. Oh so what's happening is basically. They voted for a complete ban of single-use plastics to stop pollution of the oceans. Uh, And this will go into effect by 2021. Uh, And what's basically happened is cutlery and things like cotton buds and other things that have alternative uses, uh, alternative options, sorry, are now banned completely. Um, Other non-alternative ones, so like things that can only be done, like, you know, burger boxes or burger wrappers, those things that you can't necessarily have an alternative to, those are going to be reduced by 25% by 2025 e. and uh, cigarette companies are now being told to reduce their plastic use by 50 percent 50 by 2025 and 80 percent by 2030 so that's pretty source do you think it's going to affect us since we've left
1: yeah no so we don't actually a lot of our as a politics student, <laughs> um, who knows, not a lot about politics, well, but who um, thinks he does, because okay. I'm a pseudo-intellect, um, <laughs> we don't actually know, we're probably going to still stick around with the environmental actions, because that is something that the United Nations are still pushing, and it's something that the EU are also doing, and like the, in the G8 summit as well, which is like where the eight, the big, eight mm. big eight countries come together to discuss issues that affect the world. Um, So, we're probably going to still stick around with the environmental actions and work together with the EU for that, most likely. Mm -hmm. Um, We're more wondering about, like, in regards to politics, our trade, and if we're going to get the best deal in regards to our money, getting that bang for bucks. We need a stable economy. We need a stable economy. Yeah, there's a recession coming as well, guys, so you should definitely research that.
0: Um, That's a side note. Spending money. Actually reduces the. Recession.
1: From a Keynesian perspective, Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes, aye. Milton Keynes.
0: What's his name? Friedman? No, no I can't
1: remember. Keynes, it. Keynes and Hobbes. Keynes. Is the, are those the two you're thinking of? No, no, Keynes, Keynesian theory. And I forgot his first name. John Maynard Keynes. That's it. John Maynard Keynes. That's his name. um He's the He talks the enemy, about right? how spending, when people start saving money, it. Um, increases the likelihood of recession occurring because there's no money flowing, there's less money flowing in the economy, meaning that less businesses can pay their staff, more wages, etc., etc. Mm. meaning less people buy things, <coughs> so on and so forth. So it's just a reoccurring
0: cycle. So from yeah.
1: his perspective, you should spend more money on a recession, but mm. do research
0: on that. Yeah, of course, uh, we'll put all the links and references in the description below, so you can I'll always just, check that out. I'll up.
1: just, you know, take a picture of my A-level economics book and that's <laughs> it, of course, of course.
0: Um, and now, the n- next story, which tea, is... that by the way? Sorry. Just, have oh,
1: you okay. finished it? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit thirsty to today, innit? Thank
0: you, man. Carry on. The third and final article for today, which I find really heartwarming, mm-hmm. is, uh, this bookstore had to move due to the fact that they can't afford the rent of their current place that they were working, uh, having their business in, so they moved it to 500 feet down the road, which was a cheaper, um... Rent, and what they did is they asked for help, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the most disappointing
1: thing when you're when you're trying to like break yeah,
0: and
2: cast cream. Are,
1: are you trying to, to twist it? it? It's yeah. not Oreo, man. I know, but the thing is, in the past, you could do it more, so much more easily.
2: You think I did it earlier? So. It was alright. Okay,
0: it's really good. Useful. It? It's. I know, easy man. I feel very like oppressed right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, just carry on. How do you propagate the bell? Oh you know what, this is another tangent. Let's not. Alright. Ooh, we got we got like one comment. That's barely It's Hamza Atik. He gave us three thumbs. Jazakallah, we'll give you some as well. <laughs> thumbs <laughs> It's beautiful. Anyway. The third uh, article was uh they asked for some help to help move the books like physically. And they they asked for about like twelve volunteers and anyway, Two hundred people came and turned up to help, like make a human conveyor belt of people to go down from one of the shop that they were at to the shop that they're going to. Oh,
2: that is so sweet, man! I know,
0: right? And it's just like they just kept moving the bo- uh, books like that, and um, so many people came. And then what happened was, lots of restaurants and cafes nearby provided free drinks and tea and coffee, just like the things we're drinking right now, for free, just to help out. And nearby pedestrians also joined in to help out. And it was really beautiful to see how there's such a big sense of community when someone calls out for some help and there are people there willing to give up their time which is so precious and just help i would actually like to
1: add on to that what's really interesting is <clears throat> i think that definitely applies to our community and i think there are cases where that does happen not i don't think not as maybe not as on a large scale but there are individuals who would do that in our community which is brilliant but i feel like in the people in our town well, me and Massim actually encountered an individual uh, yesterday um, and we asked him if he'd like to be on our show and he said, I'd only speak if um, my opinion would mattered. be mattered and it would be heard and it would bring a change. And what's really crazy about that is it's kind of like, in a weird way, contradictory because if you don't speak, your opinion won't matter, but he doesn't want to speak unless it matters. Mm. Wait, that that's it's a catch 22. Yeah. So it's like, you got to speak. Or else nobody's going to listen to it. But he's just like, I'm not going to speak unless my opinion matters. But you've got to say it for mm. it to matter in the so first place.
2: It's a self fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah, like yeah. If you think cr- it doesn't yeah. matter, you're not going to say anyway, so it won't matter.
1: Exactly that. And um, I think, I, I personally just think a lot more people need to be open to just saying, oh, do you know what? Let's go do it. Because the more people mm-hmm. that do it, the more people who are excited to help a local community centre, the more people that are going to come and the more entertaining it's going to be and that more change, that direct, immediate change you're going to feel in the short term. So yeah, well, that was a nice
0: little... It's beautiful, man. <laughs> Thank you, babes. That's beautiful, man. That's it, man. Just do it. Just, just do it. Nike. El- <coughs> they don't sponsor us, by the way. Eleanor Elena Young? I think it was Eleanor Young who said, um, feel the fear and do it anyway. I think it's Eleanor Young. Don't <laughs> quote me on that. But um, <laughs> just do it, man. If you feel the fear, just do it. Like, look, Alicia's probably like sh- shaking in her boots, but she's gonna. She's still here. Really, she's really not
1: even wearing that. boots. That's the thing. He lied to you. He, no, she's I'm actually wearing, wearing converses.
0: Converse. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're going to converse. Oh, oh! We don't sponsor them either. <laughs> 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 a lot Sorry. of free sponsors. We should get paid for this, I swear. You really oh, no,
2: should. Man. I thought like you got a little business opportunity here.
0: But yeah, this links perfectly onto our topic. Because we can see that the, these people are little, small, everyday heroes. Because they're giving up their time to help benefit and reduce problem, Reduce suffering.
1: Even if it's by a bit. Oh man, these customs creams are really nice.
2: I know, right? That's my choice.
0: That is true. It was us,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. So amazing, Lucia! You know, helping us here, <laughs> picking I know, the right biscuits, is just like I tried.
0: So my perfect. best. She's, this is how like, You know, she's gonna go to Oxford, man. She's just so competent, isn't she? That's it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what is the
1: topic, of, all the topic of, the of the day? Well, first, I'd like to ask. Don't do a drum roll. No. Uh, okay. I'd like to ask. I, I felt really rejected then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello I leave your eyes. It was yeah, really depressing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just jumped into like a bottomless pit. <laughs> that is hilarious. Jokes. Carrying on. Just like what like, depression. I don't have a depression. That's bad. Yeah. You don't make jokes like that, man. That's you're really wrong. I shouldn't talk with the mouthful, but you know. Mm. Well, I thought I'd just judge you then for a split second. And then I'm judging you. Get, for we, should get, we should get a mob all. and we,
0: you know. I, Actually, we don't condone that kind of that's wrong. So I would like to ask everyone here. What is a hero to you? That's really I'd interesting. ask you first, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting because before the... Sorry, after the news story you just mentioned about the people helping move the books, you were like, these people are everyday heroes. And <coughs> I personally wouldn't call them that I'd That's say cool. it's it's definitely a lovely thing for them to do you know it's an act of kindness but I wouldn't call them heroes because of that because to me a hero is someone who not only does something you know altruistically who not only um sacrifices I suppose time effort something like that but someone who does it at um at personal risk to themselves not necessarily like life threatening but for me to be called a hero there has to be some kind of risk to you some kind of considerable risk financially socially you, you get what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it has, like it has to be. Yeah, yeah. a trade-off yeah yeah i'd say that that's the line for me between just an act of kindness and being a hero if there is like a considerable risk to yourself like uh-huh. um i read a news story i think it was a couple of years ago now but i remember it because it was really sweet um this dude who jumped into a river to save the i think it was the rabbit of a homeless man a homeless man he had a pet rabbit and some evil person just threw the rabbit into the river. Yeah, it was awful. Um, some passerby jumped into the river to save the rabbit. The rabbit mm-hmm. was fine. The rabbit mm-hmm. lived. But I would, I would call that man a hero because that was at risk to himself, you know, because like, it's like a freezing cold river. Pneumonia. You know? Yeah, pneumonia.
1: That's a really interesting thought, I actually. um, I kind of... <clears throat> now, my kind of question to you is... Is... Um, people have different trade-offs people Mm -hmm. risk different things so what are your thoughts if an individual feels what are your thoughts if an individual feels that their trade-off is great even though in the grand scheme of things it isn't that great i'm coming from so for example like oh yeah i got up on the bus to let that person sit down and that's Mm. a trade-off for me because i got a broken ankle all right hypothetically speaking over exaggerated yeah but for someone else it's just like oh that's not that deep dude
2: that's interesting. I think. Do you get the gist? No, I get what you okay, mean. Cool. Um, for me personally, I suppose it would. <laughs> it's kind of difficult, right? Because you can't really exactly define it if it very much is a subjective thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, I wouldn't say a person is a hero in that situation. I suppose. I suppose how I define it really is a serious risk to your life. I guess maybe I just take it to the extreme. That's. Cool. But I can understand why you might think that. No. Yeah, I, I get but, that.
0: Could I ask, what if there's a serious risk to your social status?
2: I think, mm, I think you g- you have to give me an example of that. But okay. I could, I could see. So let's it.
0: say a group of people are bullying one girl or one Gone. guy. Yeah. And you go out of your way to protect that person, mm-hmm. knowing that all your all your friends will look down on you, and everyone else will probably bully you too. Mm. Even if it's just, it's a social, it's a social um, risk, isn't it? I, th-
2: I think I could stretch my definition to fit that because I think that taking a serious social risk can have such deep impacts on <coughs> your life that it is it is a profound effect on your mm-hmm. life so oh, I could I could I could see that um, what's really interesting is
1: <coughs> I was listening to Jordan Peterson okay. and he was talking uh, an article and he was talking about how a dude in India was oh, the sanitary with her his wife he were, invented tampons basically yeah developed tampons uh, and a lot of people in the community were like a lot of men mocked him I think from what i can remember in the article and what happened was he still went away, he was still went on with it because even though it caused a lot of time effort money for him his whole aim was just to help his wife just so he could, she could look after his kids because it was a situation where he could she could either look after the family or look after the, herself but so he went through that effort to that time that struggle that effort to help her out so it could help the rest of his family out but in the end it also helped everyone else out even though he was getting mocked throughout the whole situation of it so mm. like, why are you gonna help a woman for but he was just like nah it helps me out so why wouldn't I do it so you got that mm. kind of kind of question as well are you sincere about it
2: mm, yeah the motives for doing good things that, mm. that's an interesting debate Um, I think I was I was reading up on this last night cause I didn't want to come in unprepared. See this and one. <laughs> one. <Yeah. laughs> and yeah. I, there was an article right and it was apparently I don't, I don't know how true this is It's just one article so don't don't kill me. But um, there was one article that said there is an ongoing debate in psychology about whether there is wh- whether there exists true altruism, whether anything can be truly um, for selfless motives. Because there is an argument that everything can be linked back to how it mm-hmm. benefits mm-hmm. you, you know. And I think that's an interesting thing to talk about. Do you know what?
1: Mm? I actually have a thought on that. Just, a, just a random thought just came from my head.
2: Mm?
1: Maybe it's just the way we perceive it. Do you know, like how you have cause and effect, right? Hmm. maybe even though the act itself you you did it right maybe it's just because the act itself just so happened to have a benefit for you
2: oh you think after
1: yeah so after i the yeah yeah so it's just like i jumped in to say the rabbit rabbit mm-hmm. but like i just like rabbits hypothetically speaking yeah, right yeah. i just I, I do i did have rabbits actually um more you know about
2: ash uh mm-hmm. i'm scared of rabbits a rabbit bit me when i was like seven more you know about alicia Oh, am
0: yeah, <laughs> scared of fire as well. Yeah, I'm scared of uh, so many things. <laughs> um, so I'm scared of the everlasting. No, I'm joking. I was going to say something. No, it's cool, it's
1: cool, <laughs> it's cool. Um, so, yeah, um, I jump in to say the rabbit, not necessarily because I care, cared about the man. But the byproduct of that was I helped someone out. Do mm-hmm. you know I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Where
0: is the self-interest? I like rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't... Do you, when you, self, say when you say self-interest, do you mean as in a self-benefit, or do you mean like just you do this because,
2: because of people yourself? do do things benefit? Self-benefit. Mm. I'd self-benefit. I'd self-benefit. Be, no, self-benefit? people.
1: What was no? Because he just did it because he wanted to save the rabbit because he mm. likes rabbits. That's a benefit because it's he the person enjoys that. That it doesn't it, necessarily mm. because you're thinking of it as there needs to be something to be able to make. Make you move up, or you can gain something from it. But mm. the gain was he feels happy because yeah,
2: yeah, you can just gain. Yeah, happiness he wanted from to. He it.
1: wanted to like just get the rabbit himself because mm. he doesn't care about the person. He mm. just cares about saving the rabbit because that's what makes him happy and reminds him of his or her's childhood. Because you're looking
0: at it like I think well, you. Wha- okay, I can no, I can definitely see happiness. That happiness and satisfaction is definitely a self benefit. But mm. I think what happens with this debate, right, is that they i feel like there's an assumption that oh we're assuming that they are aware of their they are aware that what their self-benefit is before they do the action
2: that's very true you might and not be aware a lot of people
0: do like a lot of heroes like everyday heroes mm. say oh, i just did what was needed or it wasn't anything special or it was just it was natural to me mm. so it's like it's as if it's instinctual rather than mm. they thought about it so it wasn't necessarily premeditated acts of kindness but rather instinctual act of altruism yeah. i feel as if that, that, that's mm. what, that's what goes back to the rabbit situation <coughs>
1: you could actually link that now let's link that back to the whole rabbit thing
0: he wanted to say the rabbit
1: mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. were the person wanted to say rabbit yeah, yeah. not because he wanted to help anyone but it was just
0: an instinctual thing mm. Mm. so alicia you've done a lot of research about philip zimbardo who we've <laughs> we've uh we've referenced them quite a bit in the first in both of our episodes actually yeah so uh a lot of things that we tried to, the reason why we wanted to talk about Everyday Heroes is that there's a lot of injustice that goes on mm-hmm. in society. And we felt as if, if everyone does their little bit, their little part to help stop that injustice happening, we mm-hmm. could probably go a very long way. Because incremental improvements add up and they go a very far. Distance. It's
1: always about yep. that 0.00001% improvement, guys. Mm. That's like the snowball effect, isn't it? If one person in the
2: community does something, then the others are more likely to follow because it's all about conformity.
0: So, could you give us a little bit of um, background and research on how how do these... uh, Why do people let bad things happen?
2: Okay, right. Um, (gasps) Yeah, I did it! (laughs) Good job. (laughs) (coughs) Okay, right. Why do people let bad things happen? Well... <laughs> Don't take anything I say as fact because I'm only we're not professionals. Yeah, yeah, we're not professionals. Just for the disclaimer. Just inju- yeah. just disclaimer. Uh from what I understand though, people let bad things happen because in a given situation, people always observe observe a situational norm, right? Mm-hmm. So say say you've got a street full of people, right? And someone gets mugged. You've got so many witnesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. But everyone immediately instinctually freezes they look around they look at the other people on the streets to see what they're doing because they want to um kind of get a grasp on what the norm is what they're meant to be doing yeah because as a general rule people don't want to stand up some people do but as a general rule people don't want to people want to blend in with the crowd with social animals yeah so you'll look around you'll see what the situational norm is and if the norm if sorry if everyone else is doing the same thing then no one's going to be taking action right because everyone's looking around so the norm as you perceive it is for everyone to just be still not do anything
1: oh man yep. i'm really enjoying this conversation <laughs> this is amazing um, carry on. but
2: yeah so essentially um in in general because obviously every situation is different but in general the reason we let evil happen is because everyone is looking around to see what to do and because everyone's looking around no one's doing anything
0: if we were to poll those people individually, would they say that situation is wrong? <laughs>
2: this is this is interesting. It's kind of like the beauty of hindsight. The beauty of hindsight. Sorry, because people can look at a situation from a distance and be like, "Oh yeah, I would have done that." Yeah, I yeah. like. There have been cases of like people getting mugged in the street when no one does anything, and people mm-hmm. go, "Oh, I would have helped," you, but mm-hmm. would you have in the situation? One hundred
1: percent, and I'd actually like to elaborate on your point. Mm-hmm. It goes back to when
2: I, I I studied
1: sociology in my class, and a lot of people are like. When we talk about, or in politics, when we're talking about World War II, uh, people are like, I would never be a Nazi concentration uh, guard. But I'm like, do you know what? There are subtle things. If you observe your behavior, Mm. you could actually see yourself. Mm. If put in
0: that time and period and place,
1: you could do that. There's Mm -hmm. actually a
0: book called Ordinary Men by Richard Browning. He actually Mm. details how ordinary men, right? So like these guys who socialize like you and I... uh, were part of this police force which was a reserve battalion and then over like maybe six months they went from like standard run-of-the-mill bloke to heartless ruthless killer and it's all it's all due to the fact that people uh, they, there's the inaction of the bystanders right mm. so they look by and they don't do anything and that means you think it's acceptable we spoke about this on the last show as well where if you let bullies get away with it they're gonna think that behavior is acceptable mm. another thing is that the bureaucracy when you feel as if you are indirectly making something bad, you don't feel as responsible for your actions. And finally, it's 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 like it's again got, got, to, got to do with conformity. It's like mm. when you receive that order from authority, you will feel as if it's your duty. And if you don't fulfill that duty, you will get ostracized, yeah, ostracized yep. by your friends, by your peers, and that's exactly mm. what happened.
1: Oh, no, my biscuit. Oh, <laughs> it just crumbled. There are different
2: reasons for conformity as well. Like, Ooh, um, I don't know that. Elaborate. <laughs> <The laughs> interesting, please. Uh, okay, um, right. So one of the most common reasons and what, this was probably the reason in the case of like Nazis, right? Um, I'm are just talking about Nazis.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is actually a positive show. I'm so yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> but yeah, one reason that people conform is they want to avoid um, any kind of negative effects so they want to avoid being ostracized they want to avoid punishment in some cases probably in the case of people in nazi germany a lot of the soldiers weren't along with it because they didn't want to be punished they didn't want mm. to go against the norm because they knew it would have bad effects for them or their families right mm. some people also go along because they want to identify with a particular group mm. whether that's to gain social status or just to belong somewhere mm-hmm. right that's the reason people will if if someone is lonely and they don't have many friends, they will conform to any group that shows them the slightest amount of attention because they see that they need to be with people. And because of that, they're willing to change their behavior to mix in with the,
1: with the group. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we all just want to feel connected and oh, appreciated yeah, by, by people. And you d- that's why in a class, right? If you guys ever in, if you've ever been in a, of course, I'm assuming most everyone has been in a classroom. <laughs> or when the teacher says, who would like to stand up and read first? Everybody looks at each other first. And then says, no. <laughs> yeah. Right? And this is where you see a very miniature, microscopic version of a street crime kind of happen. very <laughs> <know>, <laughs> all, <laughs> all the kids are Nazis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But on a subtle level, because that's where you see that behavior occur in everyday mm. life, when you're in a classroom and, and you look at someone on the left to right, oh, who's going to speak first, so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. Because what we're looking for... And this is really interesting. <coughs> I personally believe human beings like leadership. Mm -hmm. We love leaders, right? And I mean, we like someone else to make the decision for us, Mm -hmm. unless it's something that we have control over, unless it's something that we think we know about it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So in the classroom, you'd look at the the most intelligent person there, and you'd expect them to talk because you view them as the leader, and they should always do it. So relating back to an interesting article, the first person to actually speak in a room Mm -hmm. is identified as the leader psychologically. Uh, I don't know I read that I don't actually know I read that I will research that up for you guys so I can reference that but it's only because they were the ones to speak first and they were confident about it Mm. so people felt safe hence why they followed that person
0: so I'd like to ask is how can we resist that group conformity
2: depends which perspective you're talking about it from if you are talking about how we personally can stop ourselves from conforming there's a different answer to how governments can stop people from How about us
0: from an individual
1: perspective. Okay. Community. Like that individual community perspective.
2: Okay, so (laughs) it's a difficult question. Um, Whichever one like let's let's go for the individual whichever one you find
1: easier and then we'll work our way around it.
2: Okay, fair enough. Well okay. This is one that I find it easy to talk about, right? So, if you're in a situation, right, we're talking about the bystander effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you're in a situation where a bad thing is so, happening to you, or so, do you want to explain what that yeah, is? Yeah, so yeah, the yeah, bystander yeah, yeah. effect. Yeah, you explain what that is. It's
0: basically when something bad is happening, and we see some injustice happening, but you see a lot of people who just let it happen. So, when you see kids mm-hmm. get bullied, everyone around them you're like, "Why aren't they doing anything?" And it's the bystander effect because, like, I'm not responsible. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to put myself in danger to solve this. <laughs> and there is evil and injustice in letting that happen because you are an accomplice even if you don't feel as if you are. Sorry about that. Quick tangent. Not really a tangent. Just just background. It's cool. Beast.
2: Okay, so the way that you would stop others around you from falling victim to that, right? The way that if you were a victim of, for example, the mugging, the way you get people to help you, is you personalize them you hold them personally accountable for their actions right you look them in the eyes you if you know their name you say their it's na- not like that <laughs> if you know their name you say their name you say why didn't you save
0: me huh
2: oh my gosh yeah you say please can you help me you ask them a question because once you've looked at them directly once you've addressed them directly the almost shield that exists when they're disp- part of a group yeah it disappears because they are now an individual because the only reason that this bystander effect actually works is because people feel safe when they're part of a <coughs> larger group they don't feel like they're individually responsible there's a great so depersonalization That's so
1: crazy like we don't even oh, yeah, the yeah. fact that pe- we as human beings mm. when we even though we don't know so someone's getting hurt or robbed or mugged and mm. then everybody else there, those people are looking at everyone else but they don't even know each other oh, but yeah. they but they connect just mm-hmm. because they're all thinking I don't want to get involved. And like, you just made a group like that straight mm-hmm. away. That's that's mad. Like It just goes to show like how our instincts, our evolutionary instincts are so deeply rooted inside oh, us. yeah, and it we is can't, incredible. And we can't think we're
0: special. What if, I'm we, true. what if we are the bystanders?
2: Okay, I would argue, this is sort of more my personal opinion because I haven't seen much research about this part. Oh. But I would argue that the way that we personally stop ourselves from falling victim to this is we're aware of it. I would argue that the best thing that we can do is personally research it, you know, look it up, learn a lot more about these effects, about study, <laughs> essentially study psychology. Because <laughs> once you're aware. Sociology is Yeah. I'm, very useful. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Sociology bit is a big psychology. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm so jealous man. of you guys. man. you guys can like use your school knowledge to like <laughs> talk about this, and I'm just like, are they
2: <laughs> physics. <laughs> <laughs> I do maths. Um, you can be like, people gravitate away from the bad oh, situation. Yeah. Well, you actually
0: uh-huh. can't gravitate away because it's an attractive force. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> See, I don't do physics. I wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Carry on. No, yeah, carry on but yeah, we So studying <laughs> studying psychology as a way oh, to raise yeah. awareness.
2: I would I would argue that the best way for us to personally avoid falling victim to these effects is to be aware of them. Because a lot of the time, like you said, it's a very instinctual thing. People will just instinctively look around. They're not even sure what's going on. They don't know the processes of their own head. And I would argue that you can't actually overcome these processes unless you're consciously aware of them.
1: Ooh, I, I would agree with that. Mm. I would definitely agree with that, especially when it comes to, like, knowing yourself as well to an extent. Mm. And that is a whole topic on its own, so I'm not going to really go into that too much. But um, if you kind of know a lot of, to know yourself is to ask the questions that you're afraid of asking mm. um, i that's think that's so the deep. most straightforward way to say it guys because there are a lot of things it's always about the crack in the corner of your eye that you don't want to look at in the room and, and you got to face it because sometimes a lot of people if you just sit down you'll always have these random thoughts go into your mind
2: mm. and it's like
1: have you ever asked yourself why and if you're a picture person p- kind of person who, who thinks in pictures And this can help you, in my opinion, uh, understand why injustice happens and how you can uh, overcome that in regards to after you read psychology and the bystander effect. When you ask yourself if I think in images so if you ask yourself, why do I have that image going to my head? Why was it? Why was it from this (coughs) angle? Why was it this color? Why was it this shape? And you think about the emotions that you feel, you'll eventually discover how you'd act in a situation and sometimes you may not dis you may dislike your discovery because it goes against your own moral compass Mm. but that doesn't mean you that that's it that's the end like that's who i am you can actually change that over time uh and kind of integrate it into who you are Mm -hmm.
0: because when you know how horrible you can become controlling it makes it so much easier because when you know that you have the capability and the potential to be that not to you or to be that um, guarding the gulags of um, communist mm. Russia when you know you have that capability you know which what traits am I showing that will lead me down that road mm. and you're like okay let me just let me just stop here and move back and just take responsibility for what I've done so far
2: 100%. definitely introspection and awareness is mm. I think the best way to overcome this I
1: think it also for me personally I was kind of bullied in primary school yeah so yeah. like throw that out there i've, I've noticed that the one i actually spoke to my bully uh, once and i kind of like r- discovered more about him as an individual and i and i realized that he was bullied by other people and he was weak actually he was very weak and he was bullied because of his physical looks and stuff like that and so he came and bullied me and also my other friends and what happens is i think it reinforced what massim says because if you know your potential you real you won't take it out on others because you know how strong you are, and it gives you a sense of confidence because it's just like I feel protected.
0: Yeah, you're like mm. that super saying like, I can go so hundred like percent and like kill you right now, but I choose not to. You exactly. You should be grateful for that. Um, so
1: it's like that. So it, a police officer, for example, when they're walking down the street, they got that training. There, it's all about that mentality. They know what they can do. They know what they're capable of. Therefore, they control themselves. Mm. So it's a lot like that. Um, mm. is there any what else? else is happening on the uh, on the little sheet? Not the sheet. I meant the questions.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna ask. Um. Yeah. Uh, do you think taking responsibility for your actions how would that affect the uh, group think? For example, mm. okay. if we were to put ourselves, oh, I don't want to put us in the Nazi camp because I feel like that's too extreme to relate to. Mugger in the street. Now we just use that. That's a bit boring, isn't it? No, like, I'm we're sorry. Saturated it. It's, just, it's so. just easy. <laughs> let's say um. Let's say now. Let's say you're rushing someone. Yeah. Rushing someone. Okay, so rushing someone. Okay, do you understand what that is?
1: <laughs>
2: yes. But Are we going go to the we go to <laughs> high
0: school ones? Yeah, yeah high school ones, isn't it? Okay, high school M ones. is ones, innit? Yeah. High school. So r- rushing someone is basically when a group of people beat up one person. That's, mm. Yeah, essentially that. And now, Which is wrong. Don't do that because yeah. you're weak if you do that, yeah? Of course, mm. of course. Have conversations. Have one-on-ones. Convers- one-on-one conversations. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, what happens is that a lot of people who get into those don't even know the guy. They just want to get in get punching sometimes mm-hmm. and i hate. feel like if you ask them on a personal level do you feel bad for hitting that person i think Which they ones? would say uh, yeah. i think most would say yes that is um you don't you don't need to worry about that yeah going back to that uh so if you take responsibilities for your actions when you're part of that group and you feel personally accountable for everything you do i think that will definitely reduce the uh, amount of
1: might I'd say so bystander
0: effects, because when you know that, okay, this is my fault, no one else's fault, no one forced me into it, this is my choice to do this. Mm. I feel like that will make everyone much more, um, less, w- much less willing to actually engage in these actions. Because if we go back to that book I mentioned called Ordinary Men, what happened was in the first invasion of killing the Jews for that battalion, The sergeant, Sergeant Trapp, or General Trapp, Mm -hmm. he said, "Uh, if you do not wish to participate in this mission, you can choose not to. And what that meant is a big portion, I think about 25% of the people said no. And when you give them the choice of making that action and make it much more personalised, people will do what's right more likely. Mm. So what do you think about that?
2: That's interesting. I think that ties into something called locus of control. Do either (sighs) of you know what that is? Well, no, you talked to me about okay. it. Yeah, talk. I mentioned it because I thought you it was really cool. You just kind of like... Okay, right. Your locus of control is essentially where you attribute your successes and failures and things that happened to you in your life, right? Where, like, where you put the blame. You, there's kind of two basic types, internal locus of control and external locus of control. If you have an internal locus of control you think that your actions are your own, the things that happen to you, they're a direct result of what you do as a person, yeah? So if you succeed, it's because I studied really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I aced that test because I studied really hard. Yeah, it's me. But if you, have, if you have an external locus of control, you think it's external factors that lead you into doing or lead things to happening, the way they do, right? So you think, oh, I failed that test because the teacher hates me. Yeah, <coughs> oh,
1: it's, it's not I, my. Fault. That's like a victim mentality, man.
2: Yeah, essentially. But I'm
0: against that. Is it always the case though? Because sometimes, like, it could be very you know much what? well due to other people. Like, oh, I failed this test. because That's someone true. Punched that's me in the true. Face.
2: That's kind of um, a weakness of this particular it, it uh, description. But, does but it, it is does it
0: necessarily it? sorry for interrupting? Okay. Is it necessarily binary, or can you have a mix of both? What do you mean oh, by binary? Oh, no. <laughs> binary.
2: You Minor can de- it's definitely more of a spectrum. Ah. It's not you are internal, ah, you are okay. external. Ah. And there are other factors like you said sometimes. One of the other guys in yeah, sometimes to external factors do have a big influence, mm-hmm. but most people tend to think one way or the other about something. And I think that ties into this because if you have a more internal locus of control and you <laughs> and you think that the things that you do are a result of your own actions, you're more likely to take personal responsibility mm-hmm. for something if you have an external locus of control. You'll be part of that group, and you'll think, "Well, I'm doing bad things, but I'm doing it because the group want me to, and it's not my fault. It's mm-hmm. not. Do you see what I mean? It's yeah. it's like it's a personality factor that really plays into how likely you are to be victim to this." Was
0: well, that also Zimbardo's um, theory? Like,
2: I don't think Zimbardo came up with that one, but it's the same kind of area of psychology. Uh-huh, okay,
0: so is, is it is he, a concept? Is it like a well-thought-out? research close uh
2: yeah pretty well thought um, out. he thought about situational variables that was his uh, thing oh. which ties into it but he didn't i don't the think he created barrels. locus of control
1: i'd actually like to kind of tie this in in regards to our town mm-hmm. and ask with everything that we've discussed so far i feel like it's a good base to actually move it to a more personal place now and thinking about uh young people in Luton mm-hmm. and how we can be that kind of every day, be a hero. Well, not a hero, but doing things that benefit the community just slightly more. Like mm. not dropping your box of chicken and chips or something like that, or making the town look slightly nicer. Mm. I, would s-
0: I would say... Because I feel like it's, it's a good base, because we've okay. discussed
1: quite a la- large area of things. I would say it's heroic, like though,
0: to, to not be that bystander who lets things go unchecked. I would say it's heroic to not let injustice happen. But, okay, mm. my, my question to you is... For, now... Okay, maybe, maybe you, yeah maybe you won't be a hero no definitely mm. be heroic i
1: think one thing i will definitely this is more just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it because i don't really know whether it's a question Spit or not Bit boring. but um what happens if you view yourself as weak mm. and you don't view yourself as strong mm. and you and you're afraid of the situation but you know it's the right thing to do do you shout out what happens if that individual comes and in indirect? And zones you out. What happens if that, you know, that mm. mugger comes to you and says, what are you saying? And approaches you instead. Because we also think have to think about the, the, the realism of it because in a police situation, so let's say a knife, uh, a person with a knife is waving around. The police mm. would say all, all the civilians to move out of the area, right? Mm. Um, in that situation, of course, you have to listen to the police. Now, in that situation, you're weak. You can't do anything because you don't have a weapon. So let's say someone is strong. Yeah, so let's say, no, they ha- they know MMA or something like yeah. that. Should they mm-hmm. still engage? Well, they don't engage. I personally don't think they should because mm-hmm. um, you can still get stabbed. Just because you know how to fight doesn't mean you won't get injured. Um, but yeah, I, it was just like something that I felt like I had to like throw out there. Yeah, because no, I, I, I don't. Yeah, because we, there we, are a lot of people who view themselves as weak. And especially mm-hmm. with our generation and our mental health kind of problems, um, we may not necessarily feel strong enough or we may not feel that we have enough experience or knowledge to be able Mm -hmm. to interrupt those kind of situations um situations so it's like things like that because in our town what is the one because a lot of people in our town they're like oh yeah luton's basically a hole," and i personally disagree with that i know but it is what Mm -hmm. it is we've got to say we've got to talk about the elephant in the room call it a toilet toilet okay cool fair enough whatever (laughs) But what how can we challenge theory? that can we challenge that in regards to mm. what we're what we're talking about now with the well, knowledge we have can we talk of challenge that mean, perspective mm.
2: i think what you mentioned is quite interesting because y- you definitely <coughs> need to state that it's not always as straightforward as if this is the right thing to do i will do it because yeah. sometimes there is a right thing to do and there is a safe thing to do and they yeah. are not the same thing mm. you've got a especially in this kind of situation there is also the factor of that it can really you can be risking your life mm. to do the right thing mm. And that's why it's not always as clear cut because you can say that even if someone doesn't, again, with the mugging victim, I know it's boring, but it's like really no, easy no, to No, no, don't worry, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give them a cup of tea in it afterwards. Okay. But again, with the mugging victim, it's like, it's is. it's the best thing, you I suppose, are. to help the victim. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't, or at least I wouldn't feel justified in saying you're a bad person because you didn't help them because you would have to put yourself into a dangerous situation. And I think it's very understandable that people don't want to do that.
0: And why is helping always fighting the attacker? There are many ways to help. You can call someone else, good and then point. you can get the group. Yep. You can call the police. Yep. Mm, you true, can shout and say, "Oh, I'm calling the." P-. You can threaten the mugger to get him away. That mm. might put you in some danger. He might come after you. Mm. But most most of the time, if a mugger is inexperienced, this is just for this example, mm. he he would be intimidated. What I'd like to say as well is I don't want anyone to misinterpret us as saying, to be a hero you must put yourself in danger. That oh, is no, not always not the case. No. What what you need to do is you need to understand is this a situation that I can make less awful? Mm. And if it is, which is definitely possible, that's what you should aim to do. And Mm -hmm. Going back to how we can bring this back to the community, Luton, or no, sorry, a town is composed of its individuals. A society Mm. is composed of its individuals. Now, if you want to make Luton to quote, not a hole, what we want to do is we want to improve the individuals to improve the town. So, Why not take this advice on board? Not saying you have to, Mm. but why not be a bit more, have a more of an interior, is it internal? Internal, Internal, yes. locus of control. Why not take a bit more responsibility?
1: Mm. Yeah, why why not? What was the statement you said? You said, um, can I make this situation less awful? And I think that's a really good question to Mm. constantly always ask yourself wherever you are. Because you can go into your room. Can I make this room look less awful? (laughs) Yes. Um, can I get make, rid of those tissues isn't it? yeah can I when this individ- when this lady is serving me my, or this man or is serving my, serving me my food can I make this interaction less awful ha! a lot of people would say walk away <laughs> um, or you could say yeah <laughs> do you know them, what I could nice give him a nice compliment or say mm. thank you for that um, so it's just that everyday <laughs> etiquette um, mm. that you carry with yourself that can bring that change about you know because a lot of people in even in (laughs) our college library Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of students are not doing that they always think about oh, the librarians are the unfair ones but when i look at their actions i'm thinking to to be honest they just want to help you out but you're not acknowledging that help uh they just want to sit down and let you do work quietly and let everyone else get on with their work but you're talking really loud and that's infecting uh, affecting other people so when the librarians go and say to them say can you please be quiet they take that as an attack well in those situations both the librarian and the students can ask themselves can i make this situation less awful yeah Mm -hmm. do you know what miss i'm sorry i apologize i will try my best to uh be quiet how could the librarians do it um i know that you students are having you're working hard and you're enjoying yourself and you're probably on a break uh, but can you also consider other students are also doing it so it's about recognizing uh having compassion recognizing the other person's mentality so ask yourself all the time can i make this situation less awful
2: that's that's quite interesting actually because in the example that you just gave about the librarian that's not a situation where you have to stand up against something that's the opposite it's a situation where you should sit down yeah and shut up why would you have to sit down in those kind of situations well I mean just just in the librarian one not sit down but you know back off a bit if you are being disruptive it just shows that What you what you were talking about, you know, how can I make the situation mm-hmm. less awful? It works in multiple ways. It's, it's not always about can you do something, yeah, it's about can you stop. But yeah, you yeah, are doing something
1: in that way because sometimes compromise yeah, I, is I important. Think, I think what
0: Alicia is trying to say is we aren't always the victim and we aren't always the bystander. Sometimes yeah. we're the perpetrator as well. That's exactly what I mean. We might be the criminal. Yeah, exactly. And in that I case, and in, that, in that case, we are the Edgy. criminal because we're the person who's making it harder for everyone else. And that's when mm-hmm. you do have to back off a bit. Because you have to understand, what are my actions doing? I'm making it worse for everyone else. Let me reduce that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. And
1: also, do you know what? You can actually have... When you get along with people, you can have so much... It just makes your life so much easier. Because I I try to make sure wherever I go, I have good relationships with the people who... The staff that (laughs) clean and that give the services out. Because when everybody else is... And it's actually benefited me in so much. Like, they give me books so much more quicker. Like, they give me an advantage... Because everybody else is so rude to them. This goes
0: back to the thing that we were talking about every- mm. uh, earlier. You Everything is just for self-interest, altruism. isn't it?
1: Yeah, oh gosh, wow! But you know, but that's a that's a byproduct effect of that situation.
0: Be so. good and good things happen to you. Especially karma, basically, so, isn't it? Yeah,
1: mm. man. Uh, well, be good things and good things happen to you. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I wouldn't say it's karma necessarily. Some people may disagree with that. It's just karma's
0: like you know, it's a social construct.
1: You, you anyway. could say from a you're just creating a positive loop uh, reinforcement mm. where that where that. You have one good thing happen to you, so you're happy, and then you <coughs> ignore it. Outweighs the bad, and then you mm-hmm. see another good thing happen to you, and it, the good keeps on building up. And every bad situation that occurs seems much less, little, or is mitigated, as in it's mm. perceived as smaller than the actual overall goodness you achieve. That's why a lot of religions say be happy and look at the positives, count your blessings, as the Bible says. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, I'd like to <clears throat> I'd like to ask like, one last question before good. we round off here. Yeah? What is an everyday hero to you?
2: Well, for me, like I said earlier, my definition of a hero probably is a bit stricter than yours. For me, it's someone who does something at, I suppose, considerable risk to themselves. But everyday hero, I suppose, by definition, it can't be something so drastic. So, probably just someone who does something that has some degree of risk to themselves. So, Picking up rubbish. Yeah, I suppose like that.
1: You can get (laughs) ill.
2: (laughs) Oh, I suppose for me, it's probably more social danger than physical danger. Mm, Because, like, if someone stands up to the bully, to me, that's an everyday hero. Or, like, if someone, I I suppose, just is really nice to, um, you know, waitresses, serving people, people who. um, Yeah, it's a general everyday experience. Just people who are polite and kind where other people aren't, I suppose.
1: And don't, also, I definitely say, don't ever forget that you you can't always be an everyday hero because you're mm. going to have days where you feel down in the dumps. You're going to feel down in the dumps. And it's very... The world is a lot of grey, not black and white. <laughs> because for you, you may be a hero. For someone else, you may be a villain. You know, mm. so one man's... Uh, Terrace is another man's uh, hero or something. I've got one
2: man's trash, is another man's treasure. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So something like
0: that. Wait, wait none of those are applicable to this. No,
1: it is, no is. You may no, you may be, you may be a villain one day to someone mm. else because they view you as a bad person, but for okay. another individual, mm. you may be as a you may be a hero. Mm. So I have friends where I'm. <laughs> certain specific individuals don't really get along with me, but their friends really love who I am. I'm a king. So okay wow and then um yeah i'm a king I'm a, that's a victim mentality don't ever have that mentality um i don't victim blame that's just my personal opinion but yeah i don't know uh, my my train of thought just disappeared uh, okay, so after basically, you just like what said, he was king to- of pe- peasants like what the hell i'm sorry I'm I'm offended. A, 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 I, got, I got you distracted didn't yeah I? you did
0: now essentially what ash was talking about was the same sort of deeds he does are seen as negative by most people well by some people and positive by the others even though it's the same act. Because mm. <clears throat> it's all got to do with your own internal world view of how you view things and that's why someone so you have to understand that everyone's their own protagonist in their own story. So maybe what well, the things they're doing are for a noble motive, but we don't necessarily know that. And that's how it can get a bit bit different. But going back okay. to the um everyday hero thing, mm. why what ways? What what are the what are the ways we can sort of incorporate that into our life then? Because you're right, it doesn't really need to be all the time. Taking that slice, like custard cream in it. it, doesn't have to be all the time. But mm. how can we make sure that it's happening most of the time?
2: I suppose I would say it's what you guys said earlier. It's literally just constantly questioning yourself, questioning your motives. Not not in a way that um, you're unsure of yourself, but questioning. Um, what was it you said? Is there a way I can make the situation less awful? I just think that in general is, is one of the most effective ways we can do it by constantly.
1: You know, what? I didn't realize we only have five minutes of the show left.
0: <laughs> nah, uh, I did, and that's that's what I'm trying to round up. Oh, okay, yeah, um, okay, cool. <laughs> uh Ash, would you like to give your definition of an everyday hero before we round up?
1: Man, oh, I do you know, what? I actually never, I didn't think about this before I came onto the show. You ah. really should have. I should have. Um, if a hero for me is be the person that you want to see in the world, so that's like I'm a hat gandhi quote even though I don't really rate him. Um, but with old little yeah, let's not get mm-hmm. into that. Um, do the things that best, you feel like world would world. benefit that you'd appreciate. You know, like so when you're, in a, if you're in a situation of suffering, help people out. By reducing, like reducing. Oh, let me. Do you know what?
0: It's basically what we said earlier, is it? Mm. Look at every situation Redu- and yeah. try to make it the least awful as possible. Yeah, I don't, don't know what
1: I'm saying, guys. So I think just because he, he had too many <laughs> <cups> of creams, <laughs> isn't it? Do you know what? Yeah, and <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm this is green tea mm. and just, it's just feeling good. I, I don't, um, I don't really have necessarily have a definition. I would just mm. say, just reduce situations, make them less worse. Uh, just be a nice mm. person, and what that means is appreciate. Okay, that's it. An everyday hero, mm. appreciating the positive energy that other people are trying to give that's what i'm gonna say appreciating the mm. positive vibes the positive energy that other people are trying to give if you see that someone's trying to be nice mm. respect that and appreciate that that's my everyday hero definitely so thank you all for watching i really appreciate everybody who watched. how many views did we have
0: we had five you
2: thank know, you for our five i just,
0: just want to shout out to hamza atik for giving us a thumb hey, hey, that's it. Um, you know zaheer giving us that little nice one that's, hey, a- that's it right boom
1: here. Um, thank you very much for your five viewers. Thank you very much, Alicia, for Ooh. coming down here early in the morning when you could have probably been <laughs> sleeping. Thank yeah, you, no, I'd still be asleep. <laughs> See that? Look at that. That's what you call dedication. And ready for Oxford already. <laughs> thank you, Mass, for entering the show. And I just want to say thank you for Inspire for putting us and giving us this opportunity to express these views. So before we kind of round it all up, I'll just give a brief summary. So we went over a hero. Being a hero, from Alicia's perspective, I would say, or in any situation, it would be there may be a trade-off. There kind of needs to be a minor trade-off to you as an individual. Um, the norm. So we look at others, the bystander effects. We look at others when we need to get something done, or when a situ, a tragic event is occurring. We look at other, other people's reaction to know what we need to do, and that's something that we can bypass through researching more information and sometimes picking the safer option. And it doesn't necessarily need to be. You need to go out there and risk your life, but rather call the police, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, locus of control. So yeah, mm. stuff like that. Thank you very much. I am Ash, <laughs> and I did an outro. <laughs> uh, I hope that was concise. Beautiful. Thank one. you.
0: Oh, beautiful. Do you remember what the
1: locus of control was? Um, of course I do. Uh, the locus of control is pin the blame on yourself. yourself or others. The solution: reduce. Ask yourself all the time. Is it gonna make the situation less awful? That's what I'm gonna leave it on. Peace.
2: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspirefm Luton.